0: Everybody and welcome into Pace the Nation. Broadcasting here from Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia in the heart of Arlington County in Clarendon, Virginia. The heart of the universe really. I'm your host Chris Farley. Back again for episode number 77 and alongside me as always to my right it's Joanna E. Russo. Joanna what's up?
1: Today is a really important day.
0: Okay we are we are uh, recording here Thursday, October 20th.
1: A really important event happened three years ago okay. in my life.
0: I asked for more current events. Last time you asked me about a hundred and some odd <laughs> year old event. Uh, in your life, something happened. Was it your first, uh, your fastest marathon ever? No. No. All right, let's bring in William E. Doc's Dox, another question off the top from Joanna. Do you have a guess? Are you celebrating still being alive? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: no,
0: yeah. she was still alive three years ago. Yeah, right? so that could be. I don't an think answer. I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you were wrong either.
1: Um, some some thing came into my life three years ago. Oh,
0: Luigi! Luigi. Yeah, today wow. is the
1: day that I adopted Luigi.
0: Wow! Well, happy adoption day of Luigi Day. Yeah, that doesn't really sound very good. <laughs> happy adoption day. <laughs> happy, happy adoption day.
2: Is there a better term for that? Um. Do you, no. Do you ha- do you consider this his birthday?
1: No, his birthday is January ninth. Oh,
2: well, I was gonna say, do you know his birthday?
1: I don't know his real birthday. I just made that up.
2: Ah, oh. <laughs> okay.
0: You're just gonna go January ninth.
1: Yeah. Well, the vet made me pick one, and okay. I thought he likes winter, so I think he should have a winter birthday. And I like the number nine, so I decided go. to go with nine.
0: Okay.
2: Well, and also it gives him a competitive advantage in sports by being the oldest dog true. on all of his <laughs> Very dog true. sports teams. That's yeah, because he's good super point. athletic. Good, well, I mean, good just if you're older than everybody else, because the cutoff is Always January first. Yeah. yeah. That's a good
0: call. Yeah. All right, well, guys, big show to get to today here on episode seventy-seven. I've got uh, a few things here on on our agenda. I'm, I'm going to need some help from our audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need some some crowdsourcing. Uh, I've got this annoying thing. It's the smallest little annoying thing. Is it but me? To me. <laughs> No, uh, no. but to me it's something, so I'm going to ask your help later on in the program. Mm-hmm. We also got some Instagram love this week. I know we talk about uh, all the, the the shout-outs and the shine we get on the tweet segment, but mm-hmm. we, we, we got some random Instagram love, so I wanted to quickly mention that. Do we have Instagram? No, we don't have an Instagram. It was just okay. on the Run Pacers uh, hmm. Instagram. All right. Uh, the Marine Corps Marathon is uh, this week. So people should be it ta- is? tapering. Well,
1: well, when the show is released. yeah, yeah. Ah, okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, oh, okay. Gonna... so I still
2: have seven more days to train. Yeah, you do.
0: <laughs> and uh, also, finally, uh, we have uh, an exciting guest to get to today, Wilson Horrell. He's an ultra marathoner. Uh, a guy from Mississippi who's got an inspiring story that we were going to talk about. He's the head of Lift Heavy Run Long. Uh, that's a website and a Twitter handle, and he's going to talk about his mission and he's got a crazy, really inspiring story. It involves running. It involves lifting. It involves gambling, drugs and alcohol, and a lot more. Everything you
2: need in a good PTN <laughs> story except for dogs.
0: That's, that's very true. Maybe he
2: has a dog. Uh, okay, you ask him about the dog. I'm going to impress him by being able to spell Mississippi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, but first, guys, I wanted to uh, introduce a potential theme song for uh, Joanna. A new theme song for you, Docs. Can you can you plug this in? I want to get your take on this um, and what you think of this potential new theme song Who's for you. Who's the artist? Well, you'll hear. Do you want me to start it where Just it now, is? Yeah, start where it is, Docs. Just push play.
2: Jeez, oh, listen to this guy. <laughs>
0: She's not very amused. Or she doesn't get it. I'm not sure which. Mm, She probably doesn't get it. A lot of stuff goes over her head. (laughs) Do you know that song? Uh, I don't. The Heat Is On?
1: I mean, I heard the lyrics. Yeah.
0: yeah, And uh, I I mentioned that 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 should be a... uh, It's from Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, I never saw that.
0: It came out before she was born. Probably. No, not probably. It did. (laughs) It definitely did. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's been super hot. And the heat is on, and that's. Why I got I,
1: that. I did get that. Yeah. Oh,
0: I know. I know you got that. I was needling you. I definitely know that was. Uh, that that was not lost on you. That, yeah. So it's October. It, sh- I, <laughs> I know.
1: it shouldn't be eighty-five degrees.
0: Yeah, the last three days have been rough, and you just finished a workout. It wasn't eighty-five yet, but it's it's humid. definitely. 70s and humid
2: today's supposed to be the last hot day and then tomorrow's supposed to be in the 50s if
0: there's uh, so i looked at the weather forecast if there's one person who can't stand heat Uh i thought about joanna when i looked at the 10 day fortunately for all you marine corps marathon runners it's going to cool down for sunday it Mm -hmm. looks like but man
1: i've heard that before I,
0: i was thinking She is going to hate this weather. Uh And I do. And you do. And and you know what that means? What's that? It means we got to tiptoe around the studio. (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. So how's it been the last three days?
1: It's been miserable. Awful. Yeah, it's October and it's so disgusting outside. And actually, I had an Uber driver last night from Dubai who is telling me that Dubai summers are so much worse than D.C. And D.C. isn't even hot. And he's trying to tell me that it's not humid in D.C. He's like, oh, it's like 30 percent humidity in D.C. And I was like, what D.C. are you living in? And then he's telling me that in Dubai, it never gets colder than 60 degrees in the winter. And he's like, it's great. It's great. It's the greatest place ever. And I was like, that sounds miserable. That actually sounds like a huge punishment for me.
0: Oh, I know. You hate it. Um, I, I think you, you're back on Twitter. And I think the only reason you're back on Twitter is to, to complain about the weather. about the weather. Yeah. So you can follow <laughs> her at uh, D C DC. Yep. and listen to her uh, tweets about complaint, uh, weather complaints uh, you can enjoy I, enjoy. I enjoy those. Thank you.
2: You're you're back on Twitter. Yeah,
0: I'm, just for the weather. I think.
2: I'm I'm basically uh, one foot out the door on Twitter. <laughs> oh no, almost, no, almost out to, out out of Twitter completely.
0: Let's convince Docs to stay on Twitter. It's way at William E. Docs. <laughs> listen, listen up. This is not my crowdsourcing, but mm-hmm. you can do this for us too, listeners. Convince. And urge Docs to stay on Twitter. I don't have time. Give him some encouraging uh, messages at William E. Docs.
1: You just need to find like one thing that you're always tweeting about. I only tweet about the weather. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That is your thing. When Mm. it's
1: nice, I'll tweet about how nice it is. And then when it's terrible, I tweet about how terrible it is.
0: So I talked to a, a vendor yesterday who's in Vegas. Right, so right. we're calling calling one of our vendors uh-huh. who's in Vegas. And we
2: talk about Vegas a lot on this show. <laughs> I, know, I know we're
0: going to get to our guests went to uh-huh. Vegas and had an interesting uh-huh. trip to Vegas. But uh, talk to talk to them, and you know, yeah, I, I I don't love the the small talk, the awkward si- silence, and and so automatically the person goes to the weather. I'd rather go to the Redskins, <laughs> but you know, or a then, Washington football team, or the Washington football team if you're uh-huh. anti Redskins. Uh, but, you know, they don't have a football team in Vegas. They don't have a baseball team Not in yet, Vegas. Not yeah, but they're signing but papers they're, today. They're trying to. No, they no, are, no.
2: The, the rumors say that the, uh, Raiders, that the Raiders are going to move to Vegas. this morning.
1: Really? Yeah. The Raiders are going to move to Vegas?
2: Yeah.
0: But we're getting sidetracked here. Are uh, they going to,
1: the name will stay the same?
0: No. I thought it would be the Vegas Raiders. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah. But anyways, my point was, is that the small talk went to the weather
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they said it was 79 degrees there when it was 84 degrees here. So it was hotter here in D.C. and definitely much more humidity than it was out there in the desert. So, Joanna, I'm not sure that's going to give you any solace at all. No, it
1: seems
2: like maybe I need to move west. Move to (laughs) Vegas.
0: I I am, like, putting the the knife in and just twisting the knife in. So when I
2: said we need to tiptoe around the studio, (laughs) (laughs) I just go for the jugular. I tell you what, I got a different tact. Right.
0: Let me just go for the jugular. So, uh, anyways... um, I'm sorry you weren't amused by my theme song for you. Mm. I thought I'd try to lighten it up here a little bit because I know you did not love your run this morning. Uh, It is October 20th uh, today. uh, Luigi Day. Luigi Day. Oh, that's Uh, a good name for it. The the, the podcast, of course, will drop on Monday, October 24th, which means this is the last podcast before the Marine Corps Marathon. Oh, wow. Except for the tweets. Except for the tweets. Uh, We are going to have a special segment, so for those who just listened to the main show, we're going to have a special segment for you Marine Corps marathoners. We've got a guest come on, on, Dixon Mercer, who's going to talk about the course. He knows the course inside and out, the tangents and everything, so he's going to give you some advice on a special segment this week, but but this week should be your taper week.
1: If you're doing Marine Corps.
0: If you're doing Marine Corps, right. Mm -hmm. For those of us doing New York, we should probably start being, you know, start tapering back our mileage. But what kind of taper do you like to do before a marathon, Joanna? Like how much mileage do you cut back?
1: Um, So this marathon cycle, I was running um, like my peak weeks at like 60 miles And now um, I'm starting to cut back to 45 um, and 40. And then the week of the marathon, I'll do like 25, not including the race. So about
0: half. I mean, less than half of it. Yeah. And I I think that's probably what I would do, too. You mean half of what you're doing? Half of what you normally would do. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're running 30 miles a week, someone who's running 30 miles a week, a 15-mile week before the marathon, I think is good. Mm -hmm. And I, I think personally, for those of you who are in the taper or just starting your taper, don't take the whole week off. I've talked mm. to dozens and hundreds of customers, dozens and hundreds. I've talked to hundreds <laughs> of customers over the year who just say, you know what? I'm going to take the whole week off because I need to get really rested. I think you do more damage than, than good when you do that. It's uh, it, inertia. What's that mean?
1: It means a body in motion wants to stay in motion. A body at rest wants to stay at rest.
0: Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I could use that 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 theory. I, 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 I can get behind that. I feel like I get and maybe this is the inertia. I feel like I get very lethargic mm-hmm. and I need to have a little a few shake shake out runs uh before mm-hmm. the race. So, I would recommend definitely not taking cuz I get that question more more than I think I would that uh, you know you know, I, I had this plan, but I really want to do well in this marathon. Just, and I just do, just do take nice, the week. easy
2: miles. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: nice, easy miles. And
1: in. then throw some strides in at the end of some a couple strides. runs just to get some pop in your legs. Yeah,
2: but don't overexert yourself. Yep. Don't, mm-hmm. don't do not the big workouts. Don't go do another long run. Right. And then
1: don't, because you're in your taper, think that this is like a good time to all of a sudden start like powerlifting or right. going yes. on hikes or right. don't long bike your rides.
2: We talked about that last week. You yep. don't change your routine. That's right. Uh, don't try
0: anything new. And I, I also... Uh, the, the other thing I'd, I'd written down that I wanted to, to touch on was the food that you eat before the uh, the week of the race. I, I do like to carbo-load, mm. but I think people uh, use the marathon as an excuse to go to the buffet of, of some Italian uh, restaurant and just load up huge. Go and to
1: Maggiano's and then just eat the whole family portion by exactly, <laughs> <and> yourself.
0: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Did I she would do that. I would also, Joanna has a guilty <laughs> smile on her face. I would also not recommend. Uh I would recommend if you if you haven't seen uh The Week of the Marathon, I'd recommend watching the uh the office episode where uh <laughs> where Steve Carell eats the the, the load of pasta right, right, before, right before the race. Yeah,
1: fettuccine alfredo right, before a 5k. Right.
0: Uh, did you see that episode, yeah. Docs? Yeah. I think that's a good one to watch. So I'd recommend watching uh, that, that episode of The uh, Office. I think maybe it's a, a little bit out there. Is know. it
2: the first person in the history of running to recommend that for marathon
0: training? <laughs> I think I, I, I might be. I just thought of that. Um, I thought we of that yesterday med- when I was thinking about the show and what I want to recommend to some folks.
1: We have talked about that episode on the show before. Yeah, we have. Okay. No. I need to make some trivia questions.
0: Yes, yeah. it's been too long. So a point for me in the um a the re- trivia. No, not, a, not, not, uh, but, but just in the know, pop culture, of pop, pop culture, current event stuff. So just, well,
1: but the first time we mentioned this episode, you didn't know what we we're talking about.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I guess he's done homework. You get some homework points. I, I did
0: homework yesterday and I was thinking about that. What example would I give? You should, you
2: should be allowed to, to redeem yourself. To yes, hammer home, right. my, yeah. Hammer yeah.
0: home my point. So watch that this week. Eat, uh, you know, but the really the point is, is is I would say generally eat what you eat during the week, what you usually eat during the week, and I don't think any sort of huge. Don't change your diet. No, I don't think any sort of huge carbo loading. You know, have have some pasta the night before, a couple nights before, but uh, nothing Steve Carell ish. Right.
1: So I shouldn't start using Shalane Flanagan's cookbook is what you're telling me?
0: Well, not this week. (laughs) Not this week. I think it's probably good for for future use, but uh, not a couple weeks before the marathon. Too late. (laughs) You know, I
2: I think that like a few things on, on what you're eating, like first of all, you should not change your routine or you shouldn't surprise yourself at all. So if you usually don't run in the mornings, but your race is in the morning, you should probably get some runs in eat something before see how your stomach handles a a particular breakfast Mm -hmm. uh it's too late to be suggesting this now but for future marathons hopefully you've already done your training with nutritionals so Mm -hmm. you know how your body handles the gels the goos you know on your long runs uh or like if you're eating a banana mid-race or or something like this like you should already have practiced this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when you're eating, like, you're, you don't discover Thai food the night before the race <laughs> right. or something like this. Do something that, that you've done before that, you know, your body can handle that's that's not going to be different for your body. Uh, I think that's the best advice. I, I really
0: actually like, I want to re- reiterate, I, I like your point about the breakfast. So if, if you're going to run New York, which is at 10 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, this week or next week before the race, do what you would eat breakfast wise and then go for a run at 10 a.m. See how your body handles it. If you haven't done that yet.
1: And uh, I like to do my last long run um, every like wear everything I'm going to wear on race day. Do everything good, I'm going to do on yep. race day and just just like a practice run.
2: Yep. Joanna, you put a number on and, and run down <laughs> the streets.
1: I do. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's good. Got to get used like, to having that. Like New having York
1: it. is a huge bib, too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You got to get ready for that. Yeah. All right. Well, our next. And ne- then
1: people cheer for me. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's kind of cool. All right. Well, our next guest, he was late to running. Uh, he does races now, ultra marathons. Uh, the, you know, we, we do have a big ultra marathon coming up here. Sunday, November 19th is a JFK 50 miler. My man Wilson does 50 milers. He's also a power lifter. It's an interesting combination. He's got this club that we're going to ask him about a 50 by 400 club. And he's got a, just an interesting, amazing, inspiring story. It's Wilson Horrell. He's going to be next here on Pace and Nation. All right, welcome back to the program. And now, Docs and Joanna, we are excited to be joined by, I, I botched his last name, okay? It's Wilson Horrell. Did I get that right, Wilson?
3: Oh man! Perfect
0: ten. <laughs> all right. Well, good. I was uh, saying your name beforehand is Horrell, so it's Horrell. You are from Mississippi. You are a you are an ultramarathoner. You are a powerlifter, and your your website is Lift Heavy Run Long, and the Twitter handle is Lift Run Long. Did I get all that right? That's correct. All right, man. Well, thanks for joining us. I really appreciate it.
2: Finally, you're on fire Absolutely. with your.
0: <laughs> I know. Um, well, Wilson, yeah, thanks again for joining us in Mississippi. I gotta ask you before we get into your your, your inspiring story, um, you're a football fan, right?
3: I am I, I'm a college football fan.
0: Okay, okay, that's perfect. I didn't know that beforehand. Are you a Mississippi guy, Ole Miss guy or a Mississippi state guy?
3: Mississippi state all the way?
0: Oh right, okay, good, even better. I didn't know this beforehand, so this is working out
3: well. <laughs> what is? And, and Kay, I don't know. I don't know if you keep up with college football, but most Mississippi State fans have quickly converted to Dallas Cowboys. Oh, fans. I was
0: going to ask you about that. Now I was going to get there. So yeah. Uh, so we we definitely want to ask you about that. But what is the Egg Bowl? I, I don't even the know. Egg Bowl, I, I don't. W- 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 why the Egg Bowl?
3: Uh, the Egg Bowl is the Mississippi State Ole Miss game every year. Yeah. And why and do they call this, it the Egg this, Bowl? Because they had the, the trophy is shaped more like an egg than it is a football.
0: Oh, is that it? Know. That's all. That,
3: that's it. <laughs> we, we can't get things right around here, and we have to call it something. I mean, we couldn't get anybody to sponsor us because nobody's <laughs> you know good enough to have a. We can't have like the Midas Bowl or anything right, like that.
2: Right, right. Isn't that Allstate logo? Isn't that an egg? Or, or one of those insurance companies, aren't they an egg?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure all state will sponsor if they sponsor everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, we, we you mentioned uh, Mississippi State, you're you're a big time fan. So Docs is an Eagles fan. I'm a Redskins fan. A, a professional. I know you're not as much of a professional fan, but Dallas is in the East. And this guy, Dak Prescott, is he for real? This is ridiculous what he's doing. They're 5 and 1. You know, the Redskins and the Eagles are right in it. And this guy is just causing us all kinds of problems.
3: Not only is he for real, but everything about him, you'll have a really hard time not liking. He's kind of like Peyton Manning. i spent years and years trying to hate Pey- Peyton Manning and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> and at the end of the day, you just have to like
0: him. I couldn't agree with you more. You can't
3: not like him.
0: Especially the Justin Timberlake thing. I, me, me and me and Wilson are like we're, we're simpatico here, man. This is awesome. <laughs> I agree. So he's a good guy. I hate that he's a good guy because I can't stand the Cowboys.
3: Yeah, well, you're just gonna you just gonna have to like him. I, I know that Cowboys and Redskins that that runs deep, but it does. Uh, in, in worst case, you'll be just you, you'll be empathetic. Empathetic.
2: It, it runs deep, but it's not egg bowl deep.
3: That's right. It's not Egg Bowl D. Not much is. And and the only difference between Mississippi State and Ole Miss is uh, Mississippi State knows that they're Mississippi State. Ole Miss thinks that they're going to win a national championship (laughs) this year. And (laughs) the the, the biggest game of the year for both of them every year is the Egg Bowl.
0: Is it really? Yeah. All right. Well, here in dc we're not as dialed in to and i know that's like religion down there and i know that's a huge game so that's i'm, I'm glad that you're you're t- you are dialed in give it give our uh audience a little insight so that's good but joanna's falling asleep wilson because she doesn't do the sports
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
0: so we're gonna we're gonna move move forward uh the website is lift heavy run long lift heavy run long man i I can't, I can barely, you know, I, I can do a bench press and I can do the, do a, a couple.
1: What, what can you bench press? I, I think yeah, I could do,
0: like, <laughs> I, I could do the bar plus a couple of very small plates, but lifting heavy and running long, they don't really go hand in hand in my opinion. What, what What's lift heavy run long all about, man?
3: Well, they don't go hand in hand in a lot of people's opinions and and that's fine. And the misconce- one of the misconceptions about lift heavy, run long is that in order to be a part of it, you need to lift heavy and run long. Neither of which is true. It's it's really just the community that got started. It, it got started because Vaughn Rawls, who founded it, mm-hmm. was at an at, at an ultra marathon, and he just felt out of place. Vaughn's a bigger guy, a heavier guy, and as he looked around, he noticed that most of the runners were had a smaller frame than he did and he got to thinking i wonder how many of these guys can deadlift 400 pounds <laughs> not not that any of them cared to deadlift 400. Pounds. well
0: dude let me just real quick and i wanted you to talk about the 5400 club i i knew we we're gonna have you on i tried to deadlift as much as i could i deadlifted 130 i was very proud of myself there you go. i was proud That's of myself nice last work. last week and i almost got a hernia doing it but uh, yeah. So not many uh, guys that, that, that run and I've run, I've run JFK, the 50 miler. So I'm part of the 50 130 club, not the 5400 <laughs> club. But I'm, I'm very proud of my 130. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't mean to interject, but I do. I, uh, these guys know I make the show about me, so I apologize. But anyways, you were talking about Vaughn looking around and there wasn't very many guys who could uh, deadlift 400 pounds.
3: Well, and that's, that's where the 5,400 club came into play. Um, but as far as the listening and Run-Off community, I got involved because I'm really not one of, of either. I'm, I'm not a very good runner. As a matter of fact, I'm a relatively crappy runner, and I'm a mediocre weightlifter. But what I found was community in both of them that was very accepting and very friendly and very fun and very different and outgoing and people just, it seems to me that you have to pick a camp and stick with it. Mm-hmm. And every, everybody that does a crossfit hates a crossfitter. And certainly I, I get that. And everybody who doesn't run can't understand runners. And so it seems like you have to, you know, everybody's pitted against one, one another. And lift heavy, run long, we just want to get people who are active, people who are out, you know, whether it's, judo or swimming or biking or or walking or, or trail hiking whatever it is the person that i want to appeal to most is not the person who runs the the three-hour marathon and bench presses 500 pounds right it's the person who's sitting on the couch that that kind of knows they need to make a change but it's too they're too intimidated to do it
0: well, I want to and talk. I
3: want them to know that, that I've been that person on the couch, and I know what that feels like.
0: And uh, we want to get into to your story. Um, how, how much can you uh, deadlift right now, Wilson?
3: Probably. It, it's been a long time since I've tried to to deadlift any amount of weight because my I've felt my form getting out of whack. So right. I've kind of gone backwards to to build that back up. Probably around uh four fifteen.
0: Wow. Mark. I'd say you're a lifter. That's a pretty impressive, <laughs> man. Well, you are a big part of this running community. You're a big part of the CrossFit community. Uh, we're going to get into that, but take us back to December 2002 when you weren't part of either of these communities and life was much different for you.
3: Life was very much different for me. And December of 2002, I went to my, – my cousin had made it to the World Championship of the Rodeo in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And so we went to celebrate – and watch him perform there. And as I was duped off on a quarter slot machine, I hit it for $2.3 million.
0: What? A quarter and life,
3: life changed.
0: A quarter slot machine? Like, what What happens when you hit? This is my dream. We talk a little gambling on this uh, podcast, and I can't believe you. So you put a quarter in, and the machine must have just gone crazy. Smoke coming out of it, whistles, yeah, bells. smoke.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, what? even worse than that, not only did I did I not put a quarter in, I put a $17 voucher that I had won that morning off the nickel slots. Wow. And I hit it off at of three quarters. And, <laughs> no, the machine, no smoke, no nothing happened. I, I think that I probably could have gotten up and, and walked away. The place where it says, you know, insert coin, or as well as I remember it, the place where it says, insert coin, uh, just flashed, see attendant. No lights, no whistles, no
0: nothing. 2.3 million. All right, so so you're sitting there. You see attendant. The attendant comes over, and what happens there?
3: I'm talking to a cocktail waitress, and she's getting delivering my, my beer to me, and I said, is that mine? Is, is all that all those numbers up there that they belong to me. And she was as nervous as I was. And she said, I, I think so. Let me go, let me go get somebody. And about that time, just like you would imagine in the movies, uh, I get approached by two guys and shoots and ties and they give me the rundown that, you know, congratulations. However, we can't tell you that you won this money yet. Uh, a representative from the company who owns the slot machines has been paged and they're on their way and they have to review the tape and make sure that my Uncle Leonard or my brother wasn't in there <laughs> screwing around with the, you know, with the wires or something. Uh, and so he said people started gathering around at this point. Yeah. And about that time, this, this guy with the, a ponytail and, and a tool belt on walks over and he slaps me on the back and he says, congratulations, how does it feel to be a millionaire?
0: Wow. And, and you're like, I weird? Thought, <laughs> it very weird.
3: I, it, it was. I immediately felt like, I, I said in, in some of my writing, I said, this is going to hurt. The, this probably won't end well. Even at that time, I thought this might not be as good as I'd like it to be.
0: So what was your immediate? What did you want immediately when you went to? I mean, I would probably ask for. I'm going to have the nicest suite here in the Venetian at the Vegas Club. And did they comp you? Yeah, I'm sure they must have given you anything you wanted.
3: Absolutely, it was great, and that's a funny story in itself. He, the the guy from the suit said, "If you want to stay here and enjoy this, then then go ahead, Um, but otherwise." You know, we, we can move you up to one of these uh, uh, poker rooms that isn't being used, um, or, or somewhere a little bit more private. And at this point, people are are hugging me uh, <laughs> and, and touching me, and it's it's pretty pretty strange. And I said, "Yeah, I'll go up here." And he says, "What can I get you?" And I said, "A beer and a pack of smokes would be great." <laughs> That's it. And he said, "He said you you want a carton." And I said, no, nah, my, my mom doesn't like to see me smoke. A pack would be, <laughs> a pack would be great. So then my, my mom and my aunt and my cousin arrive, and he says, what can I get y'all while you're waiting? And my mom says, I love Pringles. Do y'all have Pringles? She said, yes, yeah, man, we certainly have Pringles. And my, my aunt said, I would love some champagne. if you Yes, the finest the champagne. Yeah. The finest champagne. No, they're just looking for something carbonated. They're not worried about what kind of it is. Something with alcohol and carbonation would be good. <laughs> uh, and, and then my, my cousin said, I would like some popcorn. Of and this guy said, y'all can't be serious. He said, we had people come in here and win $1,400 and demand a steak dinner and a, <laughs> and a luxury suite. Right.
0: That's what so I was so thinking. We're
3: simple people. And he bumped us up. He, he moved my my aunt over from her hotel to the hard rock and moved me up to the, the deluxe suite. I had what I, my own elevator. I, I bumped knuckles with the guy coming on and off the elevator every morning and evening.
0: Wow. So you said, you know, immediately your, your reaction could be this might not end well. Um, that must've meant that you weren't in a good spot in life. Tell us about kind of where you were emotionally and, where you were with alcohol and drug use at that point in your life?
3: Well, uh, I guess you'd call it a step up from recreational. I was probably more in the in somewhat competitive league, but not quite in the, in the pros of <laughs> uh, drug abuse and alcoholism. You know, I, I drank the way that I thought everybody drank. You know, I was kind of a 5 o'clock in the afternoon drinker and, and weekend drinker and, you know, did whatever came around on, on the weekends. Um, but I was probably at the top of my game from a responsibility standpoint, Mm -hmm. but I knew that I hadn't been on the top of my game very long and I knew that I could very easily come off. I'm just not a responsible person. I've never made good decisions. And I knew that I always felt like I was kind of balancing wherever I was. And so I felt that this was going to throw me off the, throw me off the cliff.
0: So did you think about, I don't want to be that guy because you read all these stories. I don't want to be the guy who blows all the money and, you know, the taxes take half and you end up with, <laughs> did, did, you know, you end up with, you know, probably $700,000 or whatever it is. And you invested some in your uh, landscaping business, but you would probably end up with a, with a good chunk of change. Did you think I'm going to be one of those statistics or did you just not even think about that?
3: Oh, I thought very much about it, and I had never been more sure about anything in my life that I was not going to be that guy that you see on the E! True Hollywood
0: channel. Right, Right,
3: right. Uh, you know, the, the curse of the lottery. And these buffoons that come into all this money and just blow through it within a matter of, of years. And here we are on a past podcast. I'm one of those buffoons that blew through every <laughs> bit of that money.
0: So you blew it I all. I
3: can't even make a true Hollywood story.
0: <laughs> so you blew it all. I mean, in the height of your drug drug use, and, and what were you using? Alcohol abuse? What were you using? What was your day like?
3: Um, it quickly went from it. It went from, uh, lower tabs is what I started off with, taking some some light pain pills, and and I started taking you know, a uh, couple lord tabs a day and that turned into four and turned into eight and turned into 12. And, uh, Jeez. you know, then I'm nodding off. So I start taking speed to, to keep me up. And during this time, the five o'clock drink has turned into the noon drink turned 10 AM drink turned, mm. you know, five o'clock in the morning. Um, and the, the lord tab turned into Percocet and Percocet turned into Oxycontin and the, the amphetamines kept me up too long, so I would take Valium to bring me down. So probably my last six years of, of drinking, I probably didn't have thirty days where I wasn't drinking before eight a.m. Wow! Uh, and I had a three hundred dollar a day habit of Percocet, amphetamines, Valium, and, and vodka.
0: Wow! So you you were married with kids at the time. Um, how what happened with that?
3: Well, we stayed. I, I worked really hard. My my work was a distraction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't necessarily a falling down drunk, uh, but I, I stayed under the influence all the time. And you know, we 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 functioned pretty okay. And, and once I decided that I had uh, you know reached the end of the line, things unraveled quickly. And so we went we went separate ways.
0: Wow. Now, you you just, you know, I've talked to you, you know, once over email, and you just don't seem like a guy who doesn't take responsibility for his actions. Um, I don't understand addiction, you know, but um, how could you, you know, get to that point where where just these lack of consequences and accountability in your life didn't really matter? And did you ever think of ending it all? Was it that bad?
3: Oh, absolutely absolutely that that's what got me here. Um, thank God that i that I thought about ending it all, and that's what I wanted more than anything was to end it all i had I had gotten to a point to where i was I was throwing up about every four or five hours, and I didn't know if it was because I had taken too many pills or didn't have enough alcohol, but I knew after I threw up I would have to have more of both. And so I was in this kind of reboot cycle where, like they say, I couldn't live with alcohol and I couldn't live without it. Mm -hmm. And so I I was ignoring my children. My family had gone away and I was just all by myself and alone. And I thought, this is, this is the ticket out of here. You know, I can, I can just quit being such a a burden on everyone around me and I'm, I'm going to blow my brains out. And somehow that didn't happen. And I woke up with the, the gun in bed with me, and I, I drove myself to treatment. And, you know, it's funny you say that I'm not a guy that, that I come across as a guy who accepts responsibility, which is the ultimate compliment for me, and I appreciate you saying that. But that has been something that has been learned over the past five years from scratch. hmm because I I am a person who's never accepted responsibility for anything, anything that's wrong with my life or wrong with me or the position that I'm in is because I'm getting screwed always.
0: Um, So you drive yourself to to, to the treatment facility um, and, and obviously things turn around, which is, is, is amazing. Um, When does running and CrossFit become a part of your life and, do you attribute, you know, working out and in, in, in this new community that you find to saving your life?
3: Absolutely. Uh, the the timeline is is kind of sketchy as far as when I started running or when I started working out. I, it took so long. I was so depressed for for so long that getting out of bed or or going for a jog or anything like that was out of the out of the question. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I went to. I had gotten into an argument with my father. I was living over at my dad's house because that's what responsible thirty year olds do when they <laughs> you know <laughs> when they run out of money and run out of run out of options, they go live with their dad. Um, and so we'd gotten into an argument. He really upset me and so I'm walking around the the neighborhood in blue jeans, smoking my Marlboro lights or camels or whatever they were and In like August weather. So it's, you know, 100 degrees outside. Right. And as I'm running, I just kind of went back to, you know, high school football and and athletics. And, you know, at the time, I'm about 290 pounds, 285 pounds. And I just saw these two light poles. And I thought, wonder if I can run from that light pole to that light pole. And I did it. And, you know, of course I was sucking wind and I was sweating. And I walked a little bit further, and I, I saw another couple of light poles, and I said, if I can make it from this light pole to the next light pole, then I'm going to smoke a cigarette, and I'm going to enjoy that cigarette. And I did that, and I can't remember how much more running I did you know, that night. Not very much. But when I went home and, and laid in bed, I just had this feeling that I, I want to get to a treadmill. I want to see if I can run a mile. It's been so long since I ran a mile. I want to see if I can do that. And I did, and and you know somewhere along the way I, I ran two miles, and with two miles came you know some weightlifting, and I stumbled into this CrossFit gym, and the the rest has been history.
0: So Vaughn obviously plays a huge part of it. Um, was were they encouraging of the 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 running and the the ultra ultra running uh, as well at this CrossFit gym?
3: These guys were encouraging of everything and anything. Mm-hmm that I wanted to do. And that, that is from my personal life to, if it was something that I was afraid of, the people at the gym were all about doing, just all throw all logic behind you, throw all rationale behind you. Just, you know, let, let's do it. And they were behind me in my, in my out, in my alcoholism. They're behind me in my drug addiction. They're behind me with my depression and my eating and my smoking of cigarettes. You know, they were just, they were there for me and whether it was ultra running or whether it was five K's or whether it was learning to break dance. you know, these people <laughs> were, were there for me.
0: So obviously the CrossFit community, uh, hugely important. Uh, is that same community, uh, the, the, the ultra running community, or are they two separate communities? I mean, you, you, you kind of compared them and said they're, they're, they're very similar. Um, I haven't seen a lot of crossover uh, here here in DC uh, in these worlds, but is that different down there?
3: Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think that the, the CrossFit community, to a large degree, sticks with the, the CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is getting bigger. There's the CrossFit Endurance uh, was started, and Valerie Hunt, who's with Run RX uh she's been a, a big part in getting the the crossfit running world up and going mm-hmm. and with that she teaches the the pose method of running i don't know if you're yep. familiar with that um but just sort of a uh you know a, a, a practice to to help you avoid injury and more of a concept of intervals and and strength training as opposed to lots and lots of miles
0: so Tell us about, I mean, where are you at now, man? I mean, tell me about your most recent, have you done an ultra or a, a uh, any sort of uh, long race recently?
3: Two weeks ago, I did the Tour de Spirit um, 24-hour race wow. here in Memphis. And my goal was to get 51 miles there, um, which I did. And I did it, you know, obviously very slowly. I don't do anything. Very quickly, um, <laughs> but this was a you know this was a a, a lot of walking, a lot of waddling, uh, but a lot of a lot of socializing, mm-hmm. and it was 51 miles what, what I wanted to get because the furthest uh, ultra I had ran to that point was Tunnel Hill in Chicago last November, I believe it's November, um, and that was a 50 miler.
0: So are you, and 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 so you're doing that, which is in, in, incredible. Um, but are you totally clean and sober?
3: Totally clean and sober. When's the when's the
0: yeah? When's the last time?
3: July the seventh, two thousand and eleven.
0: So do you smoke so little, at all?
3: Little, I don't smoke cigarettes. Smoked cigarettes in a little over four years. Wow. I don't. I don't even go so far as. I don't eat. Uh, I don't have red wine vinaigrette. I don't eat uh, desserts that have, you know, Kahlua or anything cooked in them. I don't eat beer battered anything. I don't take Tylenol PM. Wow. Uh, I don't take anything that would, uh, that changes the way that I feel other than I take two five hour energies <laughs> every day because <laughs> caffeine puts me to sleep.
0: You seem, are you happy? You seem happy, Wilson.
3: <clears throat> I mean... I am an extremely happy individual, sometimes obnoxiously happy.
0: (laughs) I I mean, mean, when you
3: wake up, when you wake up every day of your life, just convinced that it's never going to get better. And the hole only gets darker and you only get fatter and you're, you only get more tired and you only feel more lonely. uh, That was the, that was the path I was going down for years and years and years. And then when you wake up and find out that there's there's people to greet people to talk to people to love things to do you have energy you have the desire to, to help people and the, the humility to be helped uh, it's just a it's a wonderful wonderful thing I'm a very fortunate individual.
0: Docs and, and Joanna he's, he's not he's literally not a bitter person I mean if I had lost two million dollars I'd probably be a bitter person. And, and which is, which is a true testament to you. Tell me about, I, I, this is a weird question, but tell me about your relationship with money. Are you, are you a bitter person? Do you feel like you need this money back or do you gamble? Or are you trying to get this money back or how, where are you with that?
3: I, I don't want for anything in the world, man. I mean, you know, when you, when you truly, truly want to die and I'm not suggesting that you work your way to this point. So don't get me do right. out there looking for depression. Uh, but when you truly want to want to end it all and you, you go through having the money and having everything that they told you that you needed to be happy and then you get it and you screw it all to hell and you find out that not only did you make bad decisions with it, but it just didn't work to begin with. Uh, you know, it truly is an illusion mm-hmm. that, that money isn't something that's going to get me it's not going to, it's not going to do the trip. Yeah. And so, you know, money, sure. I, I want it. Um, I don't want to be without it, but you know, there's no such thing as financial security for a guy like me. There's no such thing as enough, you know, I, I have a disease of more. Mm-hmm. And so if I had, when I won 2.3 million, I thought, this is great. Uh, but it sure would be better if it was like a hundred million where I could <laughs> certainly like retire. Right. And then when I was down to one million, I kept thinking, Well, I, I sure wish I had that that other million. Right. And then when I was down to five hundred thousand, I was like, you know, if I just had the other five hundred thousand, right. I'd be okay. So it just never it it, it, it never goes right.
0: Well, y- your story is awesome. You were just kind of an average average runner an average guy who has really turned it around there's a lot of people who are listening wilson that that you know are probably on the couch and just struggling to to get off the couch to do um you know to do a run to go to a crossfit uh to, to go to a crossfit gym and and do 45 minutes there what kind of advice before we get you out of here what kind of advice would you give to that person who basically was where you were you know four or five years ago
3: the, the advice that I would give is know that whatever perception that you have of people who, who run and lift, there's a, a really good chance that that you're wrong, mm-hmm. uh, that you're very, very wrong. And, and you'll find that uh, the, the more humans meet, that you meet, the more people that you'll find that are suffering from the human condition. And, you know, we all want to be loved and we all want to be accepted. Uh, and it's a scary thing to walk into a gym. It's a scary thing to sign up for a race. Um, but you'll find that, uh, you know, people are encouraging, people want, people want the, the best for you, uh, whatever place you're in. And, and I enjoy being that average person. You know, there's something to be said for being, uh, extremely average in a way that I want other average people to know that, you know, I got your back. Yep. You know, no one's going to be laughed at or, or pushed around or, or treated wrong on, on my watch.
0: So you have a podcast. The website is lift heavy run long. How often do you do the podcast?
3: Well, we're kind of, uh, we're kind of trying to figure that out right now. Right. We, we tried to do it weekly. Um, we've had problems as far as finding guests. Scheduling. It wasn't, it wasn't oh yeah. <laughs> but the, the scheduling and the format we've been doing the Google hangouts. Yeah. And I just can't stand the audio in there. And so it's <laughs> right. hard to find people local. Yep. Um, and, and so we've, we've, I do a blog that has – I'm so involved with lift, heavy, run, long, and what I do with lift, heavy, run, long has very little to do with lifting heavy or running long. Right, right. Uh, I, I have a blog that I put out about three times a week that talks about, you know, perspective and, and just about everything except for fitness. And uh, Vaughn and I, we have started doing a podcast on that that we call the Cake Podcast. That's a nickname that uh, – that I was given years it, ago. It fits
0: you, dude. fits you well, man.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, a, a quick funny story. I know that you guys got to run. Yeah. But I got that story because I wear a CPAP machine when I sleep. Uh-huh. And so I, I took a picture and put it on our, our CrossFit page. And so I said that I wanted a call sign. like I, I, I pretended like I was an F-150 fighter right. pilot. Right. And so Vaughn had said, call sign beefcake.
0: (laughs) Perfect.
3: So that stuck with me. (laughs) uh, You know, we had fun with it. So we do the beefcake podcast, and then we do the LHRL podcast. We do the beefcake podcast about three times a week, uh, or we're starting to do it three times a week. Yeah. And we do the LHRL podcast just whenever we can.
0: Well, you've got three new listeners, my man. Uh, I I listened to a few of your shows, really enjoyed it. Uh, You're really inspiring it's great to meet you. Um, it is better in studio. We'll have to have you in studio when next time you're here in DC. we will have you come to the stores, tell your story, and come in studio for uh, for a next uh, updated show with you.
3: Ben, I would love that. I, I just, I'm really glad to meet y'all. I've got tuned into you. I, I told you that you know I started stalking you right away, and I've held true to that, and I'm going to continue doing that, and I want to stay in touch. And you know, I'm just really, really humbled and appreciative that uh, you'd allow me to to speak with you guys you're well, doing fantastic things
0: thanks man well we really appreciate it all right it's wilson horrell i got it right this time he's with man, uh, twice in a uh, row. i know <laughs> he's he's with lift heavy run long uh, you can find him on the web you can also find him on twitter it's lift run long wilson again man thanks a lot for joining us
3: Y'all are fantastic. Thank you very
0: much. All right. There he goes. It's Wilson Horrell, and this is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back to the program. And thanks again to Wilson Horrell for joining us on the program. He is, of course, the website Lift Heavy Run Long. And it's at lift run long on Twitter. Give him a follow. Listen to his podcast.
2: Only uh, if you have enough time to listen to more than one podcast. <laughs> right, right,
0: right. I love Wilson, but yeah, ours first, of course. Yeah. Um,
1: he but, sounds like a really nice guy. Really, I hope that he comes to D.C.
0: Yeah, no, we'd love to have him in in the stores and tell a story. I think we could do a, an a, an event around him. He's got a book in him for sure. Um, I don't I don't think he's written a book yet, but. How about if uh, you and he get together and you write the book for
2: him? <laughs>
0: I was going to th-
1: actually suggest myself as an editor. I, think, I, think <laughs> I know. That's probably
0: why I said Charlie's. Joanna. Uh, yeah, I actually uh, suggest Joanna as well. So.
1: Um, if you guys had a call sign, what do you think your call sign would be?
0: I like that. He was talking about, so he, he's he got, probably have sleep apnea, so he wears a CPAP machine, mm-hmm. so you can, yeah, it looks like, a, looks like a guy from Top Gun, one of the movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be the silver bullet.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I I thought I have one. I thought I'm
0: docs. Yeah. (laughs) Silver bullet docs. I already have one. what, What would yours be?
1: Um, Do you give it to yourself?
0: No, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I think you have to be dubbed something. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. minute, (laughs) minute.
2: You just asked us, and now you're criticizing us for asking you the question that you just asked. You're like, boy, guys, that's a dumb question.
1: Well, maybe somebody's already given you a name. I didn't know.
0: No. Um, People call me Farley Far. I don't know. Far? Far is not a good one either. I don't think that would no. count.
1: I would say that uh, I have a lot of nicknames, but Joe Torius and Joe Bama are two of my favorites,
0: so maybe one of those. Joe Bama's probably going to you know, be, less gonna be old less relevant <laughs> here soon. That's, that's going
2: into uh, Boston Braves territory very soon. No,
1: yeah. let's not get into that. <laughs> well, we'll talk about
0: that on the tweet segment. All right, Joe Torius it is. It's Doc's Joe Torius and Silver Bullet. Mine's a total non-sequitur, but... <laughs> Thank you to Beefcake for joining us. Uh, He's got the Beefcake podcast and the Lift Heavy Run Long podcast as well. Again, if you have time after listening after listening to everything that we put out, right? Then then definitely check his no definitely check his out. Thank you to Wilson. Uh, We did get some shine and and, you know we love shine. There's nothing more that we than we love than shine, and uh, we we get it on Twitter at times. Uh, We get it on uh, the email people call the show as well but this week and sometimes we get it on u.s postal mail sometimes it's been we can, a while yeah, everybody a, yep uh That's but this is <laughs> oh you <laughs> haven't checked the mail okay well maybe there's like
1: <laughs> i know i should go check the mail
0: yeah, of, you go check the mail yeah a slew of uh i'm sure there's a ton of there's letters somebody who's been around.
2: writing a letter every week being like maybe this will be the week they read my letter
0: <laughs> yes well Lindsay uh ben on instagram Uh, commented on a Run Pacers photo that was of a group of runners running by Navy Yard, under that bridge or over that bridge. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Yeah. The trolls are under the bridge, (laughs) so the runners must have been over the bridge. bridge. Well,
0: you can find it on uh, Instagram, and the handle is at Run Pacers, uh, Run Pacers with an S. Anyway, so she asked, where was this? And then Run Pacers responded. And told her where it was. Mm -hmm. And it was nothing to do with the podcast or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Then she responded, thanks, Run Pacers. And then said, I love the podcast. So just a random comment. Out of nowhere. Thanks. We're talking about people running over the bridge. Where Uh is that? Navy Yard. Run Pacers. Cool shot. Non sequitur. Uh-huh. I love the podcast.
2: Yeah, I like it. I like the text. I tact. like that. Yeah. Uh, I well think done. I think we could do something with this. Yeah. I think
0: so. I think so too. Her like,
1: her picture is also of Leslie Note from Parks and Recreation. Good work. Yeah, I mean it's Amy Fuller, but the character is Leslie Nope. Uh-huh. Also great. She's yeah. got very good taste. All
0: right, Farley's out. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the office. I'm I'm out. And look, uh. and
1: it says that she likes people, places and things. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. So, nouns. I guess so. <laughs> exactly. She's a big fan of nouns yeah, big fan and of the of nouns. podcast, obviously. Um, So what what could we do with this? I mean, we could encourage our listeners to try to bring up how much they love the, the podcast in non-sequitur conversations right. Any, in anywhere. everyday life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then you get a point for every time you, you do, do it. So you're like, hey, uh, did you did you collate those uh, reports? <laughs> I did. Thank you. All right, cool. I love the
0: podcast. <laughs> that would be good. That would work. Yeah. We, that would definitely earn a mention. I mean, the traditional way – don't don't get us wrong. You can always tweet us at PaceTheNation. And the traditional ways of giving a shine or email us, PaceTheNation at gmail.com are great. But I'm
2: suggesting that they do this in their everyday life. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And then just report back your results. Tell us how (laughs) it went. That would be great. Uh, So that that would be fantastic. Thanks for spreading the good word. The listeners are fantastic. Speaking of fantastic listeners, I need some help, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gotten into Strava As a lot of our listeners have.
1: For the bubbles. For
0: the bubbles, yeah. Well, the bubbles. And I like when you run and then you see the map of where you ran. Okay.
1: Doesn't Garmin do that too?
0: Yeah, it does. But I like the way they tally the mileage. And I've got followers now. And people (laughs) comment on my my runs. People complimenting his runs. Giving him shine. (laughs) So all of a sudden last week, when I do a run, my my feed doesn't show my map of where I ran. I think it's really important to see where I actually ran, the map of where I ran. So you see, like, I'll, I'll show you docs. So you, I, I'm following Josh Blanchard. You can see he uh-huh. did a workout. Josh Blanchard, former guest. He did a workout over at the WNL track. Uh-huh. It looks like he was
2: all over the track. He went, <laughs> <laughs> stay pick a lane and stay in it, <laughs> Josh.
0: So he was running, and you can see that he was round and around on the track. You can see my nine miler above that, and it just says nine miles and whatever time I ran, no map. Is this? This is probably an iOS ten thing. Um. No.
1: Do you, did you manually enter it or upload no from your uploaded
0: walk? it from and i was uploading it before and i had the maps of where i ran yeah but you've done nothing different nothing different no but it's, i had it on ios 10 i believe mm-hmm. but you you could be you could be onto to something
1: yeah i think you've got to check your settings because i manually enter my runs, so there's no maps for my runs yeah so that mm. it must be a setting issue yeah
2: I also I would also say that uh, Joanna and I should not solve this problem for you. You said you wanted to outsource it to oh, the right. listeners. Yeah yeah, 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 right. Well, so I say don't check your settings.
0: <laughs> well, so now you can't do that because we canceled each other. out. I actually think I have uh, checked my settings, but uh-huh. I don't know. I, I think what your advice is 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 pretty much worthless. So I need help. <laughs> <laughs> I need help no, from the okay. listeners. Please right, help me Joanna out. Joanna just checked out for the rest the, of the show. She's I now eating the, breakfast. I need the map of where I ran. I mean, I can see uh, you uh-huh. know where, where former guest Charlie Ban ran. I can see my brother John Farley where uh-huh. his map was. I can see former guest uh, uh, Brian Danza where he ran. I can see Lauren Sintowitz where okay. she's running. I mean, I, I hate your okay, list. Okay, I know you hate the list, but I can see where everybody else is running, but I can't see where I'm running. What Maybe, is going on with Strava?
2: Well, here's a, here's another thing, just a thought for the listeners. But if anybody's following Farley on Strava. Maybe it doesn't show you your map, but maybe everybody else sees see your me. map. So also let us know if you can't see his map. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. So I didn't try to solve the problem. I just tried to get some more information. Get yeah. some more information. Present another oh, question
0: to the audience. Mm-hmm.
2: And hopefully move us on to another topic. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it would really help me because it, it, this is really, really annoying. Mm-hmm. I just don't need this in my life right now.
2: I tell you what, like, sometimes I, I wonder if you really did have a kid.
0: <laughs> did. Stuff compl- that
2: you're complaining about uh, Or worried about, good
0: point Yeah,
1: yeah. how is James?
0: He's good, he's good He could sleep a little bit more mm. But I'm not going to complain Because every time I complain Julie gets really upset that I complain about his sleep <laughs> What's? Uh,
1: well,
2: i think that that didn't help you either yeah,
0: yeah. so right.
1: let's go positive things so yeah. you know you know there's like milestones like when babies start to like move their eyebrows and like blink and stuff mm-hmm. what's like what he, he
0: smiled g- a couple of days ago which i thought was really cute that might that was <laughs> <laughs> it might be gas yeah. it probably was more likely that mm-hmm. yeah but he did uh he did move his mouth in a smiling type uh has, way. He,
1: has he picked a professional sports team yet
0: uh, the Redskins, the Nats, you mean the Capitals, Washington football team? The Washington uh, football team, and and of, of course the Wizards. Yes, so he's picked those, and the Washington basketball team. <laughs> so he's got all those. Uh, he's got all those picked out. So at least he's got that going for him. Who's he rooting for in the Egg Bowl? <laughs> he's he is now with Wilson and a Mississippi State fan. Mm. Mm. Never liked Eli Manning anyway. Obviously went to Ole Miss. Obviously, obviously, obviously. yeah. All right. This is Pace the Nation. You can always tweet us at Pace the Nation. Email us at PaceTheNation at gmail.com. And, of course, our phone number. You can always get in touch with us, 703-371-9409. Uh, we will play those messages on uh, the tweet segment. And any any messages that you, send, you give us, voicemail, uh, if you text us, I try to get we we try to get back to you, but we will definitely uh, play them on the Twitter segment of the program.
2: Wrong.
1: Yeah,
2: you know you're now promising that if they leave a message, we'll play it. It's got to be selective.
0: Yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll play select messages if they're good, we'll play. Yeah. yeah it's got to it's got to meet the bar. Yeah. Exactly. It is a high bar. All right. So we ready for the New York City Marathon, guys. <sighs> Any last-minute uh, logistical things that we need to take care of? <laughs> Are hit, you serious? That we can handle? Because I need to talk to you guys on the show. Because mm-hmm. you know, I I won't talk to you, to you guys about this. Essentially, off the
2: show. essentially, this is our plan right now. Okay,
0: let me know the plan, please.
2: We're getting on a train mm-hmm. Friday on Friday. Yep, and we're taking the train back on Monday. Okay, perfect. That's all I know. That's, <laughs> That's all I know too. Okay, so do we need to
0: discuss anything else? <laughs> I don't know. I,
1: what do I pack? What do I bring with me? Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Well, if the Asics is listening, uh, Greg, are you going to pack my bags too? AJ she needs to know what to pack in my bag. That's a good point. Uh, Greg, AJ, thank you guys. Uh, I don't like packing. Uh, we can. We can, I think we can. We can handle the packing part. But it's Friday. No, to Monday. If they have
1: somebody that they can send to pack.
0: <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be good too. Yeah.
2: <gasps> it but doesn't the, have to be Joanna that packs my bag. Right, it could be somebody, somebody from A6 as well. That's fine.
0: Uh, all right, Greg, Greg might do that. So, wow. Do they have registered <laughs> freshmen at ASICS? <A6? laughs> I don't know if they do. But thank you to the good pe- people at ASICS. It's going to be a great trip uh, up to New York City. Uh, the weather will be perfect, Joanna. So I know you look forward to that.
1: Yeah, you've, you tell me a lot of things about the weather <laughs> that don't know. come true.
0: <laughs> so that's uh, a couple weeks away. All right, this podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. Also, we have a location in Princeton, New Jersey. Our manager, Steve, up there. He's at 7 Palmer Square in Princeton. All right, guys. Good show. Episode
2: number 77 in the books. Do you know who is a famous number 77?
0: Trey Johnson. No, I said famous. (laughs) Famous. No, who are you thinking about it's a hockey player i'm sure yeah who was it i don't remember <laughs> all right that's William e. Docs. thanks to wilson horrell for joining us today on the program great story find him at liftheavyrunlong.com thanks to to joanna e russo and thanks to our listeners you guys are the best i'm chris Farley for pace the nation we will see you next week Listen to that song. I can't get out of my head what your nieces did. Meow, 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 <laughs> meow, meow, <laughs> meow, 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 gets, meow, 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 meow. Oh my gosh! They have either they've either either enhanced it or ruined it <laughs> for the rest of my life. I'm not sure which.
1: Is that why you're trying to change the theme song? <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs>
2: no, that's your theme song. That's like when you go walk around. Yeah, oh. when you walk
0: around. Yeah, the, the soundtrack to my on.
1: life. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like when you
3: when you walk into Down a room, that song should be on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Head bang into the mic